Hey guys, welcome up, to guys? the. Wait, 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 <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Wait, what are you? What are you, what doing? Are you doing? No, what are you I'm doing? Not. I'm hosting the podcast. It's my turn. Um, what do you mean, like? Hey guys, welcome to Backlot Review, the official part of the Backlot Podcast Network. I am Steven Saria, and I'm joined by my co-host, John Keg. John, what's up? I'm the leader of this shit. Too bad. I beat you to it. John, introduce All right, yourself. What's up, guys? I'm John, if you didn't know already, because I'm a little mad now that I'm not hosting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so in today's episode, we're going to be discussing... <laughs> okay. Seriously, though, in all seriousness, today we're going to be talking about a couple things. Um, some news that we're going to, you know, dabble into a little bit. Not much. It's just been a slow week. Uh, okay. We're going to give our top five list of favorite live action versions of cartoons. And then we're going to give our review for Dora the Explorer or Dora and the Lost City of Gold. Yeah, get it right. Wow. You know, I like this. I start, you finish. Um... You got to work on sticking the landing, though. Wow. <laughs> we'll we'll discuss this after the recording. <laughs> All right. So, first off, um, was it today <clears throat> that Henry Golding was confirmed to play Snake Eyes in G.I. Joe? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was earlier this morning. Um, so, yeah, he's been confirmed to play Snake Eyes. Uh, he obviously I don't even know who the actor was. that played him in the, the two G.I. Joe movies. That were I made. don't even remember those movies. Like, I yeah, do, but, they, wait. like, I don't. Yeah, no, I, I just remember someone played Snake Eyes. Obviously, it's not him. Well, yeah, um, someone has played Snake Eyes. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really familiar with this guy's work. Um, He's in Crazy Rich Asians, but other oh, than Oh, yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. Was he the main actor in that? Um, I don't remember. Yeah, I think he, he, is, he was. He I'm, like, 90% sure yeah, he, he was. Is. Okay, okay. So, I, I heard that movie's actually really good, and... um. I, okay, I mean, like, if that movie's good, which I'm gonna get, I'm gonna, I, there's really not much we can say here. Like, I, I'm gonna go off everyone's opinion. So, um, actually, there's one thing that I'm strangely kind of excited for that he's coming out in. Um, did you see that trailer that was posted on the Inside the Backlot Twitter? Go follow us if you don't. Did you see the trailer that was posted for the Christmas no, movie which... with Amelia Clark? Oh, with Amelia uh, Clark? Yeah, I did see Dude, that. Dude, I'm kind of feeling that movie. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm for it. sure going to watch that. I, I like Amelia Clark, uh, Henry Golding, I think is a good actor. But the one thing I think is getting to me is <laughs> that the music of George Michael is going to be like predominantly featured in the movie. Mm, and I like George I'm Michael. I'm actually excited for that. And that song, Last Christmas, is a banger. Oh, my God. That's one of the best songs that's ever. That's a great song. So I'm excited for that. I, I don't really care for rom-coms. For some reason, like, I don't know. They're just not something that have really, you know, piqued my interest. Like, personally, I would never go to a theater and, like, willingly watch one. Um, okay, and let's be honest, bro. Like, I, at least for you and me, like, we're only going to go watch a rom-com if a girl's dragging us into it. Yeah, like, if, if I'm going with my girlfriend, that's a different that's a different story. But this one, honestly, <clears> I think <throat> I'd, <laughs> I'd honestly probably just go watch this myself. I don't know. It looks fun. Yeah, I'm I'm actually like excited for that. I'm for sure gonna see it. I, I, I just then, we'll, hope, then we'll do a, we'll do a review on it. Yeah, I just hope Amelia Clark is in something good. I feel like you Wait. know she she doesn't have the best you know track record in film, and I, I think I, mean, I think <laughs> I think she needs to wash out this like that taste of like Game of Thrones season eight out of like 
the general. I was about enough. to say that even like D and D did her no justice. Yeah, even though she like definitely was not the problem at all. No, she's she's great. She was she's great. great. She was amazing start to finish. Um, but you know, you know how people are. People are still pretty upset about it. Yeah, hundred percent. Um. Anyways, um, another piece of news like. This is more for like the technical nerds, like me and Steven. Um, but uh, according Steven to Don Williams, oh no, we're doing this again. <laughs> okay, so according to Don Williams, um, who is John Williams, the composer's uh, brother, and if you don't know who John Williams is, you're crazy. He's one of the best, if not the best, composers of all time I'd, when it comes to film. I'd probably put him second. Who's number one? I'd probably put Ennio Morricone as number one. Okay, I'll respect that, but. I mean, let's be real. Like John Williams has made some of the most oh, iconic no, 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 no. sounds ever. He's like a very, very close number two. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like he's gonna be. Uh. So apparently, what the news is is that for Star Wars: Rise of the Skywalker, um, you know, Episode Nine, it's gonna include every single theme that has ever been in the Star Wars universe, all you know, piled into one film. So I guess we, you know, we might get a little bit of uh, like Anakin's theme. Um, obviously, like Luke's binary sunset theme. Um, um, you're missing the biggest one. Duel of the Duel Fates. of the Fates. Bro, I was about to say that. Like, what Duel? the hell? We're just on the same wavelength. Bro, that's that. Honestly, might be one of the best, like, com- um, best one of the best songs, like, for a soundtrack of a movie, like, of all time. It's it's insane how this film series has such good music. When you could take Duel of the Fates and not have it as, like, the clear number one song. That's crazy. Like, of of this film series. You know what's funny? It's, like, how Star Wars Episode 1... Okay, let's be honest. A lot, lot, if not most people, hate Episode 1 and 2. Not hate, but they just really dislike it. Um, But, like, god damn damn the music in those movies are so good honestly honestly god like there's a lot of scenes too where john williams himself is not even in the movie and he's carrying a lot of those scenes himself honestly i think a lot of that public perception of the prequels is already has already started to flip where people are really starting to realize um what the prequels like what made the prequel special you know the prequels had this unique sense of um you know world building and even awe that the sequel trilogy doesn't have and as someone who's you know slightly disappointed in the sequel trilogy i see more um you know gems in the rough in the prequel trilogy than i did before and i think with the rise of prequel memes um i think also you know makes the prequels um a little more i don't want to say special but they make them a little more fun to watch more you know, ex- yeah. acceptable i feel like yeah, it makes them a little more fun to watch because you know you see something that's you know a meme now and it yeah just adds, it makes it you just adds to the experience i think it makes it a little more yeah you know, a little easier to watch but i really don't think mm-hmm. the prequels they're not good movies don't get me wrong but they're definitely episode three is actually pretty good yeah, i don't know I, I like episode three a lot episode three is good it's better than last jedi Oh yeah, bro. Episode, episode three might be like one of the top. You know, like it's like I feel like it's up there in the list of Star Wars movies. You can make a case for it. Yeah, it's definitely good. Um, Wait, real quick, number one Star Wars song ever. I mean, I probably have to go with Duel of the Fates or just Binary Sunset. I don't know. Really, I think I, I have to go Imperial March. 
I think Imperial March is like one of those songs. That's Darth Vader's theme, right? Yeah. I think Imperial March is just one of those songs where like you could show like literally anyone like a snippet of that song and they'll like recognize they'll it know and what know it is. where it's from. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with I that. Think it's one of those. I think um, it's like the Jaws theme. It's just one of those iconic. I, I honestly, I'd, I'll probably have to go with the like the binary sunset. You know, like Luke Skywalker theme. That that, that yeah, one just kind of like choice. hits home. That's a great choice. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it just kind of hits home. Um. Anyways, um. So obviously, this isn't something that we don't really know much about. But uh, Shia LaBeouf and Robert De Niro are going to be starring in a crime thil- thriller film, uh, called After Exile. So I'm excited about that. Shia LaBeouf is, you know, a head case, but I like his acting. I love Shia LaBeouf. Honestly, you had me at Shia LaBeouf and Robert De Niro. And, Robert De Niro. and then the crime thriller, the crime thriller aspect of it was just kind of like the cherry on top for me personally. Yeah, so I don't know anything about this movie. Like I should have done a little bit more note taking, but um, is this like based off a book or anything, or is this shouldn't be like a classic, like you know, new movie storytelling? I mean, thing? if I'm being honest, I really don't know anything about this film besides the fact that Shia LaBeouf and um, Robert De Niro are in it. I really don't know. Let me let me see something, actually. You'll probably hear my loud-ass keyboard. I'm like, I'm, I have the IMDB page open. After serving an eight-year prison sentence for involuntary murder, a man tries to come to terms with what he has done. Like, I really don't know anything about this movie. I didn't know it was being released until I saw this report today. I saw it very quickly at work. Unfortunately, I didn't have more time to look into it. But I like Shia LaBeouf. And Shia LaBeouf looks to be um, on a nice little hot streak right now. I know Peanut Butter Falcon just released, um, which I unfortunately have... I want to see that. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to see. And Honey Boy is getting insane reviews right now. Apparently... Honey Boy is the... Did he... uh... I remember that movie. Did, he didn't. He didn't direct it, right? He was. Yeah, it's he's directing and starring in it. It's a biopic okay, about himself. Yeah. Is it? I, I kind of want to check it out then. Yeah, I mean, it hasn't released yet. Uh, I think it releases later this year. However, it has been premiering at. I think it premiered at Con. Yeah. Uh, but it has already made its its run in a lot of um, film festival circuits. So, by all accounts, it sounds like a great movie. So, I don't know. The Shia LaBeouf yeah, is on a little I, hot streak. Um, I'm seeing that After Exile is being directed by Joshua Michael Stern. Um, the biggest thing that he's done was direct Jobs by, um, mm, you know, yeah, I think yeah, it was with yeah. uh, Ashton Kutcher that played Steve Jobs. Yeah. Eh. That movie was okay at best. Eh. I'd rather watch. I saw it. In, I'd rather watch um the one with Michael Fassbender. Uh, Michael Fassbender's a goat. Yeah, he's awesome. Um. All right, I mean, there's really not much there. We're, obviously, we're, we're very excited for this movie because, you know, Crime Thriller, you got me. Robert De Niro, you got me. Shia LaBeouf, you got me. Let's do it. Um, And then, I, like, there was no news. Like, I literally, like, just came across this like, as we were, like, doing some homework we for this. as we were prepping for this. L- like, five minutes yeah. ago. Um, So, I'm going to label this as for news that nobody knew about. There's going to be a t- live-action Tom and Jerry movie <laughs> in 2021. Like, we are like getting a, a live-action movie. Yeah, I, I don't even know how this is going to work, but all I know is that um, Michael Peña is involved, like a, a couple of big, like not, you know, huge actors, but a couple, you know, like well-known names are going to be involved in this. Um, I'm trying to pull the list right now, actually, so give me one second. Um, this That's so weird. I don't know. Like, why? Yeah, this is just like, why. Tom and, I feel like Tom and Jerry was like, like, yes, it was a very popular show, but... 
I just don't see how you can make it into a movie. Chloe like Grace Alvin and the Chipmunks. Be in this movie. Yeah, yeah, that's what, that's who I was. Uh, she was in that movie with uh, Zac Efron, right? Ken Jong is gonna be. Oh my! I actually need yeah, to watch it, this. Yeah, that's 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 why I'm saying it might have like it has like a low key and all star cast. Like I actually need to watch this. Um, what was I saying though? I okay, like so, like Cal, like I'm thinking of like Alvin and the Chipmunks, like. You know, I can see them making a movie out of that, and they did. And then obviously, the movies did okay. Um, but how do you make a movie with a cat and a mouse <laughs> that don't speak and just chase each other and you know bullshit? I mean, I know how. Not Tell not me. very well. How do you do it? Not very well. <laughs> That's how you do it. This movie <laughs> is not going to be good. I mean. I'm kind of intrigued with Kang Jong in it because I think Kang Jong is listen, hilarious. Listen, hold on. Not to give any spoilers for what's to come, but after watching Dora and the Lost City of Gold, I, like anything could fucking shock me at this point. Yeah. Like this movie, it could be good. Yeah, you're right, actually. Uh, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. I'll reserve um, my judgment until at least the first trailer or still comes out. Yeah, so, definitely. Whatever. Um, okay, let's get into our top five. Right. So our top five today is going to be the live action adaptations or versions of, you know, cartoons. And um, so I guess what are we going to start with? Our honorable mention or our number five? Oh, I mean, I'm going to start with my honorable mention. All right. So top five, our top five live action versions of cartoons. I'm gonna go ahead and put my honorable mention, which I really wanted to find a place for in my list. This is this is pretty much like a top six. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll we'll throw in the honorable yeah, mention. Yeah, the top six so doesn't sound as good as top five. Okay, go. All right, so my honorable mention. I really, really wanted to find a space for this in my top five. However, it was edged out at literally the last second because I remembered about another film. But my honorable mention, I'm gonna put Speed Racer in here. Yikes. Um. I know it's not great, but the movie I think captures the essence and the personality of who directed that the the Wachowski brothers, yes, yes. or sisters. Yes. Um, um, the movie does a great job of capturing, you know, just the essence of a cartoon better than maybe any other live action remake of any movie that I've seen ever. Um, you know, the fact that it, it's not great, technically speaking, you know, that's something else. But I think just the fact alone that this movie does Speed Racer so well, I think it deserves to be mentioned amongst the top five, even if it didn't re- exactly make it in the end. Yeah, I um, I actually don't like that movie at all. I mean, when was the last time you saw it? When did it come out? Like 2008? Uh, it's been a while. I don't remember the exact. I probably saw it like I don't know when I was in high school, so like 2010 maybe. Like, I don't know, but I I just like I remember watching it, and I don't know what the hell it was. But I just oh I just uh, I could I hated it, so I'm I really don't like that. Yeah, pick. a lot of people didn't like it. Clearly, 40% on Rotten Tomatoes, 37 on Metacritic. So I mean, you definitely in the majority, but I know like Speed Racer. I'm not particularly a Speed Racer fan. Um. However, I do like this movie, and I do like, you know, how it holds up against, you know, classic Speed Racer. Yeah. 
Um, so my honorable mention is Christopher Robin. It was actually in my top five until we came up. We we figured out we remembered a movie that we wanted to include in our list. Um, so I'm putting Christopher Robin as my honorable mention. I uh, just recently watched the movie on Netflix. I thought it was good. Um, it's 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 filmed for like a kids movie and all that stuff. It's filmed a little, um, you know, different than your typical kids movie would be filmed in the way of like, you know, it's like just it's kind of like artistic in a way. I, I can't really explain no, it. No, I, um, I, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. It's just filmed differently, you know. It's like, a movie it, I like it, aimed for kids that's more aimed at adults. Yeah, and like the, like you could tell like um like Mark Forster is the one that directed like he kind of like you know he put like a little personal touch into the way the movie was you know developed, mm-hmm. um so I thought it was good I mean you know like he got a lot a lot if not all I I can't you know confirm that um of the original voices back for the characters like Winnie the Pooh mm-hmm. and, I think it was and the majority Eeyore and all that yeah so I I actually like really, really love that he did that. Uh, Ewan McGregor is is like one of my favorite people in the world, um. So you know, I'm 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 in. I liked it. I, I thought it was good. So I know, that's my honorable mention. I know it's a great honorable mention. I know a lot of people were kind of turned off by the um by the way that the animals look, like Winnie the Pooh and Tigger, where they they looked more like plush dolls, like real life plush dolls. Personally, I preferred that over them. Yeah, being I, I just how do you? How do you make yeah? How do you make them look live action? Like you're gonna make them look cartoony? Like because then you're copying, you know, like Space Jam or something. Like I think person, I think it fits, you know, the tone of the movie just a little better. Yeah, I agree. Um, anyways, what's your number five? So my number five. Oh no! I'm I literally just read your number five. It's a movie. Don't cheat. It's a movie that (laughs) holds a very special place in my heart. For a very, it's held a very special place in my heart for a very long time. The Pink Panther. Oh my God. The Steve Martin version. Let me clear that up. And the first one, not the second one. The second one sucks. I don't know, man. There's something about Steve Martin speaking in a really bad French accent, like worse than mine, that I just did. Um, I don't know, bro. The movie's just like, it's just stupid funny. You get me? Like it's just, I hate it's it. It's just. Steve Martin bumbling around France <laughs> with okay. Jason Statham. I'm laughing just thinking about it. With Jason the Statham, only... Beyonce, even though she's a terrible actress, isn't that bad in this movie. And it 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 makes for some it makes for some good laughs. Like okay, the thing with that movie is I I, I just I don't, this is not even a big like this is nothing what I'm about to say, but it just I want to talk about it. I just remember watching this movie. I didn't watch it in theaters. Um, I remember renting this movie. I don't now if it was at Blockbuster. If Blockbuster was already done by that point, I don't think so. So I want to say I rented it at Blockbuster. Um, but I remember uh, renting the movie, like coming home, watching it in my in my room, and I remember just like watching the entire movie, and I was like, "What the hell was that?" <laughs> I I just did not like it. I mean, I don't know. I'm not. <laughs> It's just like it's so like, stupid. Like there's, there's literally so many good lines in this movie, and honestly, if I could, I honestly probably would have made this my number one. But I just we had to be real. Yeah, here. I had to be real here. And honestly, I'm kind of regretting putting it in at my number five now that I look at my list. Even at my number, yeah, I don't. I kind of regret putting this at my number five. I want to move it up. 
Well, you can't now. You've already made the list. Oh, damn it. Okay, so let's move on to number four. Um, I'll go first this time. Wait, you didn't uh, see So five. my phone number... What's my five? Oh, sh my bad. So my What's number five... Get together. Bros, get together. We have an audience. I need, I need to give this... We need to get this movie some more respect. Um, I don't think we should. I, I had... I, I had to think about, like, a lot. like Not a lot, obviously. This took us five minutes. But I had to think about it for a second. And um, Aladdin is probably going to be my number five. And I'm talking about, yes, the Aladdin movie that came out, like, one. three months ago with Will Smith and um, uh, Naomi Scott and directed by Guy Ritchie. Um, that's my number five. I, I, I enjoyed the movie. I'm a very big Aladdin fan, like, when it comes to the uh, cartoon. So, um yeah, I, I really like this movie. I, I like Will Smith's take on the genie. I think it's very, you know, fresh. And that's pretty much it. I love the music in the movie. Um, That's my, that's my number five. I mean, like, I, it's like I, I, I know it's not the best movie ever, and I, I see its flaws. But I enjoyed it, so I will stick with that as my number You're five. You're wearing your really nostalgia glasses during the movie, basically. Okay, there's nothing. No, 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 no. There's nothing wrong with it. Don't, don't, don't you ever disrespect me <laughs> ever again. <laughs> I just like the movie, bro. Like, what's the big deal? No, no, no. We. You like the? Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're gonna tell me the Pink Panther's a better movie yes. than Aladdin? That's. I will die insane. on this hill. I'm prepared to die on this hill. Just put Pink Panther at your, at your number one, bro. I honestly, I want to. I'm not. I'm not even kidding. I honestly really want to. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. We gotta give a quick shout out to our me and Steven's friend Iggy, who's like the Pink Panther's favorite I, movie if ever. You think I like the Pink? Pa if you're listening to this and thinking, why the fuck is this kid talking so much about the Pink Panther? You should meet this kid because I think this is literally the only movie he's ever seen. Like I yeah. honestly, okay, really look, think our he's friend only Iggy, the Pink his favorite movie, his his favorite movie is the Pink Panther. He hasn't even seen movies like The Dark Knight, <laughs> movies like Inception, you know, movies like I, I know he's seen all the Marvel movies. So I'm trying to think of like, um, like very popular movies that he has not seen. But like he's admitted like, yeah, I've never seen that. And I'm like, what? So we have a lot to, of cashing up to do with him. I mean, it doesn't matter because his number one is a good number one. Oh, my God. OK. okay. What's your uh? What's your number right. four? My number four, actually, surprisingly, is uh, Dora and the Lost City of Gold, which I don't want to yeah. get to. I don't want to speak yeah, about gonna it right now because we're going to get to it eventually. Although it's really my number five. Yeah, um, Dora was actually like very close to making it to my list, but uh, I I don't know. I I I'm very, I'm very very happy with my list, so. I didn't include it. I did like the movie, though. We'll talk more about it in a second. Yeah, the more I look at um, my list, the more I get sad. <laughs> Number four is I'm going to pick the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the one that came out in the 1990s. Um, I haven't seen this movie in a long time, but that movie is a classic. And uh, I'm willing to fight anybody with my nunchucks if they want to debate me. Okay. Is... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, 1990s version, better than the Pink Panther. Yes, you're insane, kidding me? dude. You don't know. You have no taste. You're insane, <laughs> dude. Are you kidding me right now? Like Teenage Mutant Ninja Idiots. Turtles is a classic. Idiots. Stop. No, stop. Stop. Don't even do this right now. Don't even oh do this right God. now. God. Okay. I need a new co-host. I'm taking Let's, applications. We, <laughs> 
You know what? I quit. The agency has started. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways, um, so I'm looking here. Me and Steven have the same number three. So I'll just come out and wait, say wait, wait. It. Do our you number go, three. Do you want to go on three? Okay. All right. One. Detective Pikachu. Two. This guy is such an <laughs> asshole. All right, but Detective Pikachu is our number three. Um, I actually forgot that this movie was a thing, we it even together. though I really, really liked it. I know, but I'm saying like when we were making this list, I was like, damn, I don't know what to put, blah, blah, blah. And then I, I, I saw like somewhere that someone said Detective Pikachu on some whatever I was reading. And I was like, oh, my God, that, te- that counts because Pokemon's originally a cartoon. Yeah. It's an anime from, um, you know, I don't know who makes it, but <laughs> Pokemon is a show. So I, I'm counting wrong. that well, you're as not my wrong. list. Well, people might be like, oh, it's actually off a video game. But no, it's actually off a show. I mean, um, yeah, okay, whatever. I'll give it to you. I, I think the show came first. No. No, hold on, dude, because now I'm a little confused. Dude, I'm telling you no. Like, I'm literally telling no. you you're wrong. <laughs> I, You're wrong. Okay, let's make a bet. Okay, no. Pokemon. Okay, nineteen. Okay, whoever wins. No, stop, 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 but that counts. That yeah, counts. Yeah, I'll give so it to you. you. I'll give it to you because it's on my list too. Okay. So yeah, Detective Pikachu, great movie. Honestly, if you haven't seen it and you're a Pokemon fan, go watch it's it. Surprisingly very good if you're a Pokemon fan. If you don't care about Pokemon, you, you probably yeah, won't you probably like won't it. Like if you don't like it. It. I mean, I don't know. The movie has like some very charming parts. Yeah, unless you uh, like Ryan Reynolds. Ryan... If you like Pokemon or Ryan Reynolds, watch the movie. If you don't like either like Ryan of Reynolds? them, then yeah, yeah, who doesn't like Ryan Reynolds? Yeah, so obviously, go just just go see the movie. Even if you hate Pokemon, go see this yeah, movie because Ryan Reynolds is in it. it. Um, yeah, there's really not much to say here, bro. The movie's good. Uh, number two, what's your number two? Okay, my number two, which uh is a movie very dear to my heart, just like Pink Panther is. Um, and I know holds a special place in a lot of people's hearts. Space Jam. Yeah, that's that's one of the best. Uh. Where can you like classify this list? Like that's one of the, I don't even, oh I don't know that is that movie is just I can't I'm not gonna say it's one of the best movies ever because obviously it's not, but when it comes to like, you know, for a lot like, of people who kid, grew up, um, with basketball, and you know watching yes that's NBA, that's everyone's favorite movie if you're yeah if you're a basketball this is fan. literally like everyone's favorite movie if if you grew up you know big Michael Jordan fan Looney Tunes fan basketball fan, um and I think this is yeah. really one of the the best movies in the live action slash animation genre, you know, hundred percent. You know the mixture of the two. Uh, it's a great movie. It's charming. You have Bugs Bunny in the game. You have Michael Jordan. You know, not being a huge dick. So. Uh, yeah, you have the you have the second best basketball player ever in a cartoon ooh, style Looney th- Tunes I don't start that film here. We're gonna actually uh we're transferring this over to our sports sports section. Well guys, welcome welcome to the sports inside the backlog podcast. I probably would be. Um anyways, so my number Yeah, my number two is going to be Transformers One. The just Transformers. Um the one that Michael Bay, who's I think really bad. (laughs) <laughs> but that's that's probably like one of his best movies, um, because the sequels suck. Let's be honest, the sequels suck. Like, I but the first one is think, a pretty solid movie. I legitimately think that Transformers Two 
and Transformers 4 and 5 are amongst the three worst movies I have ever seen. Yeah, they're so bad. Like, I think, they're so bad. Like, they're definitely, like, I think if I had to pick, like, one out of the three, like, the worst one, I'd probably say number two. Because number four and five are just, like, really boring. They feel like they're, like, eight hours long. But there's just something about number two that just makes it, like, especially bad. I don't know if it's, like, the racist robots or... Was that the one that, that um, the Optimus Prime dies and he's, like, not in the movie for, like, the entire, like, three hours? Yeah, and then like, Shia yeah. LaBeouf dies and goes to Transformer Heaven? Okay, I don't remember that. What yeah. the hell? It's been a long time since I've seen that yeah, movie. Yeah, he, like, he dies trying to, like, revive Optimus. And <laughs> Transformers, like, I guess, like, the Transformer gods, like, the Primes, like, bring him back to life, I guess, because that's how things work. Yeah, um... So I love Transformers One. I, I think everybody for the most part likes that movie. Um, yeah. Like it, it's one of those movies too. Like when you see it on TV, like you're probably gonna sit down and watch it. Um, the sequels, hell no. But the first one, yes. Shia LaBeouf was actually really good in it. Um, for the most part, you know, he did what he had to do. Um, Megan Fox, you know, I really have nothing bad to say about her mm-hmm. in that movie. Her her acting is not great, but it was good enough for what that style yeah, of movie was. I agree. Um, action was awesome. You know, seeing that little Xbox Transformer like happening, like for that three second scene, one of the best scenes in any Transformers movie ever. It's uh, not setting a very yeah, high so bar. So not much. <laughs> yeah, it really <laughs> isn't. It, it, what? Okay, you know what sucks though? Transformers. Is that? Yes, but what sucks is that Transformers has gotten so bad and left a bad taste in my mouth that I still have not given Bumblebee a chance, which I hear is a good movie. Same to me, actually. Same. And I feel bad about it because by all accounts, Bumblebee is a good movie. But even then, um, I know my brother watched it. Back when I was excited for Bumblebee, you know, I was hyped that this movie was coming out because I'm a big fan of um, Haley Steinfeld. And just, you know, Transformers in general, besides, you know, these movies. Um, I was excited for the movie. And then my brother came home. I think he watched it like opening night. For some reason, I don't know. And then he told me he was kind of disappointed. And then I think that was like the final nail in the coffin for me that I kind of like lost, you know, my will to go watch this. So I was just like, yeah, whatever. Like, I never really gave the it a second about thought. The, the thing about this movie is that like that I, I, I might go watch it like in the next few days. Like, the thing with this movie is, you know, Travis Knight directed this. Um, He hasn't really done much. This is one of his like earlier films in his filmog- filmog- eh, filmography. I can't speak today. Um... But apparently, like from what I've heard, is the they've given him a lot of like freedom and control of uh, for what he wants to do with this movie. Like what you know, he can do whatever he wants for the most part. Um, I know they want to build like a little universe. I think like kind of like the MCU. Or, I mean, you know, I think like, any opportunity they had to build a universe was thrown out of the door in the fourth and fifth movies. Because have you seen those movies? I don't even think I have. Like, I think after like the second or third one, I was like, I like, hate this franchise. They- <laughs> they erased so much of like what was built in the first three Transformers movies. Like, do you remember? What do they erase? Okay, do you remember in the first Transformers movie when Bumblebee, you know, <laughs> couldn't talk. comes no like comes down to Earth? Yeah. Okay. In the last movie, it was established that he was fighting Nazis in World War Two. Wait, so he that wasn't his first time on I Earth? Guess, I guess not. Is Bumblebee a prequel? Mm, yes, it's like in the eighties takes place from what i know i haven't seen it but from what i know i think i think i could be wrong 
Um, it takes place in the 80s or 90s or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, it is the 80s. Wow. Okay, so Bumblebee has been on Earth for quite some time. Like the thi- That's annoying. Yeah, like you don't know what's why like do you what's have to canon do that? and what's not. So Yeah, okay, Michael Bay like if he still has any kind of like say in this franchise, they need to fire him like to like literally like right now. <laughs> like just call him up. Right like just fire him this like is Michael Bay, yeah, you're oh, fired. God, he's so bad. Yeah, no, like, from what? No, just, just, leave. just leave. Don't worry about it. Just leave your stuff at the door. Okay, we've been talking about Transformers for too long. So, my, um, you said your number two. Okay, so I'll go into my number one since we've uh, kind of already spoke about it. It was Steven's number two. My number one is Space Jam. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, not much to say. One of the best movies ever. Michael Jordan, second best basketball player ever. He did, did a great job. We're going to um, get so many replies because of that. Yeah, yeah, people are going to be like, Who, who's the number one? LeBron? Like, yeah, LeBron is the best. Are you kidding me? Um, yeah, Space Jam. Awesome. I'm actually excited for the sequel because LeBron is a good guy. I like LeBron a lot. He uh, he brought my Miami Heat two championships. So, you know, I'm very Always grateful for him. Always love him for that. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. So, Space Jam 2, LeBron, I will if you're be there opening night. This, thank you. Yeah, LeBron, not all, all Heat fans hate you. I don't I, know I'm, any Heat I'm, fan I'm, that hates you. I'm very, I'm very grateful for you. And I love you. Okay, I got a little weird. All right, my number one. <laughs> my number one, which I think should have been the very, very clear number one. And the fact that it didn't even touch or sniff John's list is mind-boggling. My number one. Say and it. would be on any sane person's list. Even list. Even no. if it's not your number one. Shut up. Even if it's not your number one, it should at least be somewhere on your list. Maybe behind no. the Pink Panther. Oh my god, no. I'm putting Ghostbusters at my number one. I don't think there's any movie that I can realistically put in front of Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters? Okay, I'm I'm just saying this now. I'm, I know I'm going to get a lot of heat for this. But Ghostbusters might be one of the most overrated movies oh, ever. Oh god. <sighs> you poor thing. Fight me. You poor thing. I just I I just don't find it like, ugh, it's not good. Ugh. Ugh, I need to take a shower now. I just I don't I know, man. I really you. I can't. I can't okay, you. first of all, I haven't I haven't seen the movie in a long time, so maybe maybe that plays into it. But I do remember not enjoying this movie, and and I just oh my god, I just feel like it's so overrated. Ugh. <laughs> People are like, I'm not listening to this podcast. Be, I don't want to be near off. you. No, people who are thinking that, don't worry, I'm still here. I will be the voice of reason. If Okay, if times. you guys listening think that Ghostbusters is overrated, please tweet us. Please. I want to make sure that I'm not the only one out there. You might I literally be the only one. Okay, the 2016 version, like I didn't even see that, but that looked garbage, wasn't it? I mean, I never watched it. How are you going to call yourself a Ghostbusters fan and not watch the wait, movie? Wait, wait, wait. I never said I was a Ghostbusters fan. Uh, it's never one on your list. You're a fan. Look, I'm a fan of the movie. I'm a fan of the film. I'm not a huge fan of the IP. Mm, okay. Like, I like Adora uh, and I'll the Last Day of Gold, but I'm not a Dora fan. Wait, so are they remaking or are they rebooting it again, like for 2020 or um, whatever? I or think, is that going to be a sequel? I believe it's. I actually don't know. It might be a sequel. 
but it also might be a reboot because everything's getting rebooted these days. I yeah, remember I remember um, reading it, but just off the top of my head, I really don't remember. It's called Ghostbusters twenty twenty. Ah, uh, Paul Rudd's gonna be in it. Ooh, Paul Rudd. Finn. Oh, Finn from uh from Stranger Things. Finn Wolfhard. Yeah. Oh, nice. I like both of those. That's actually kind of funny because remember he like, that that scene in uh in, I think it was season two. Yeah, where they're dressed up as Ghostbusters. Isn't that like uh, literally like the first scene? The first scene of season yeah. two. It might be. It might be the first episode. Yeah, I actually. It probably was. All right. Well, my number one is Ghostbusters. If you've seen the movie, you know why. If you haven't, what are you doing? Go watch Ghostbusters. Don't listen to John. Just watch Ghostbusters. So bad. Just watch Ghostbusters. Even though, if honestly, if I could redo this list, I'd probably put it number two. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Anyways, now let's get on to the good stuff. For Dora and the Lost City of Gold. You know the jungle. It's a part of you. But exploring is not a game. Uh, and you don't look before you leap. No! I'm okay, Boots. We're on to something big, Dora. An ancient city made of all right so all right so oh my God, again stop <laughs> can you no stop, no, stop, no 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 stop. you gotta stop no, you, you need, need to stop, stop. no stop. no no stop. no stop steven steven i'm going now whatever go okay dora has an 81 percent of rotten tomatoes and 88 percent audience score which is surprising honestly yeah, okay, so I, I obviously, like, when we all heard that Dora the Explorer was being made into a live-action adaptation, we're like, this movie is going to be so bad. And when I saw, uh, was it, like, a week before the movie released, when I saw that Rotten Tomatoes came, for, for a while, that movie was, like, hovering around 88%. So it dropped a little bit, but for that movie, like, the first, like, you know, uh, like the first couple of reviews to release, and it to be, like, hovering around 88%, I was like, what? the hell is going on <laughs> and um because obviously like Dora the explorer is it's a great cartoon for like young children um it's just like you're just thinking like how do you make this into a live action movie? how do you take an 11 minute chill like section of a children's show which is very much a children's show and extend that into an almost two hour long film yeah, I think the movie's an hour and forty five minutes. Yeah, it's something like that. It's not too long. Um yeah, so obviously like, when we all heard this, we're like, okay, what? But Steven and I went to go watch this movie. Um I was going into it thinking it was gonna be the best movie of all time because it had an eighty one percent Ron Tomatoes, and I walked out with the like I, I'm literally saying this right now that Door of the Explorer is the best movie ever. I agree. I think I think it's, this it's, is I think this is up there in like the pantheon of film. I think if I had no to like I think if I had Pink to Panther. put like a Mount Rushmore of like film, probably put like Citizen Kane, Seven Samurai, and then right next to them, Dora and the Lost City of Gold. But yeah, that's me. This movie personally. is incredible. This movie is actually incredible. <laughs> okay, all jokes aside, um, we we're joking. We, we really honestly really did enjoy this film um i know 
I honestly really did not care about this movie's existence. I had no intentions of watching this. I was actually going to watch um, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark this week. But then upon seeing the glowing reviews that Dora was receiving, I thought to myself, there's no way that I could miss out on the hype around this. Like, how is Dora the Explorer, a live-action Dora the Explorer, a Above a fifty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. If if, if it yeah. was at fifty one percent, I probably would have gone to see it because I thought this movie was gonna be was gonna tank. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be so bad, but it's oh, it's yeah, like okay, jokes aside, like it, obviously it's not the best movie ever. It's pretty good though. It's actually pretty good. Um, uh, okay, we won't like. Let's go. No, really... We'll talk about we'll talk about it as like. For our non-spoiler section, like as broadly as we I mean, can. dude, is anyone gonna actually listen to this? Like, I can't hear the spoilers. Like, <laughs> just no spoilers. No happen? spoilers. No spoilers. No spoilers. Okay, no spoilers. Um, with my guns. No spoilers, and then we'll do a spoiler section. Okay. First of all, I just want to say Benicio del Toro gave his best performance of all time in this movie. I, I honestly thought, honestly, I think Benicio del Toro's swiper is probably my favorite part of the movie. Yeah, like, it's what's funny too is about those movies that like Swiper's not even in it that much. Like on yeah, like honestly, Benicio del Toro as Swiper just mwah, just chef's kiss to whoever <laughs> to whoever came up with this idea. And him saying, Oh man, I don't know why, but that just kills me, bro. It yeah, just, no, he killed This it. is the man who <clears throat> is in Sicario, who's in the usual suspects. You know, he's he's an actor of the highest he played the collector in guardians like yeah. that's a great that's a great he role he's an actor of the highest caliber and he's playing swiper the fox in adora the explorer movie and he's fucking awesome in it swiper no swiping oh, oh man. man bro he killed it he he and killed he's in the it. movie for like what it, like maybe five minutes of screen time. three minutes three yeah, minutes four that, minutes like, of screen time yeah, he's not in the movie that that much at all. If, if you're like really, if okay, if, if you're a diehard Swiper fan and you haven't seen Dora the Explorer, you're gonna be disappointed <laughs> with how how long he's if in the movie. If you're a diehard now, Dora fan, you'll love this movie. Like if you live and breathe Dora the Explorer, you will love now, this movie. If you're above the age of seven years old, I'm gonna be a little worried that you're a diehard Dora fan. <laughs> but I'll let it slide. So go check it out. Honestly, like even if you're not, you know, even if you're not a Dora fan. I mean, I'm not a Dora and, fan, and I like the movie. Yeah, I'm not a Dora fan either. Like, but I'm saying, like, you know, okay, it's it's not one of those movies where you like you need to make sure you got to go out of your way for. Like, obviously not. But you know, if you have like a you know a little sibling or cousin or you know a, a son, daughter, whatever. And you want to go, you know, take them to a movie. This is a perfect movie to go watch. Yeah, I agree. I think the one thing that makes this film so enjoyable is how sincere it is and how yes. almost kind of innocent it is. And it doesn't take okay. itself seriously. Yeah, it does not because, take itself because seriously of that, at It all. doesn't take itself seriously. Like, it knows it's a joke. But, and it kind of. I want to say something. My bad, because like, I want to go like off of what you're yeah, saying about like the innocence and all that stuff. Um, the actress that plays Dora is Isabella Moner. She's uh or Monet. I don't know how you pronounce that. She um, 
she's pretty good, man. Like she like like she's 18 years old. I'm seeing like she gives like a really good performance for what you're given. Like you have to play Dora the Explorer in a movie. I think that is it's not as easy as it sounds. I think, you know, all jokes aside about Benicio del Toro, even though, you know, I'm being serious. I think this movie lives and dies off of the main character and its lead actor. And I think um, Isabella, is it Mona or Monet? I, I don't know. M-O-N-E-R. I, I don't know how you pronounce it. An absolutely spectacular job portraying the innocence and the kind-heartedness of Dora. And I think that if she wasn't as strong as, a, as of an actress, I think this movie kind of would have fallen a little flat on its message and its tone. Because the tone is, is almost very, it's very meta. It's a very meta movie. Dora breaks the fourth wall a lot. We'll talk about that a little more in the spoiler section. Um, she references, you know, a lot of, you know, aspects from the cartoon um, in a very childlike way. And I think Isabella does a wonderful job of just capturing that and bottling it and portraying that in a live action form, if that makes sense. Yeah, 100%. She she like 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 I said before. For her to be given the role of Dora the Explorer, which is like it's it's such a simple character, but that makes it so hard to play on film, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. It doesn't have a lot of depth to it. She, you know, she she did well. She did really good and um in a lot of scenes too, she I feel like she carried the movie. Um Definitely 100%. So yeah, I mean the main actress, you know, two thumbs up. You did good. I'm, I'm, I actually looking. I'm excited to see what she can do in the future once she, uh, you know, lands some more roles and more serious roles. Um, another person that I actually liked in this movie was Michael Pena, because Michael, I feel like Michael Pena usually plays like, like it depends on the movie, but he plays a lot of roles that are very, very, very stupid. Um, and the first thing that comes to mind is like Ant Man. Um, but he does not really have that kind of, uh, roleness. He's, he's more of a father figure. There's one scene in particular, which we'll get into when we start talking about spoilers. It's not really a spoiler, yes, but because we have whatever. very different opinions on that scene. Yeah. Like there's one scene, um, in particular though, that he does, that is very like Ant-Man, uh, styled of his acting. Um, but he does a good job. Um, you know, he just plays like a normal dad, you know, concerned for his daughter and, trying to find he's an explorer just like dora uh so i mean he did good I, i'm a big fan of michael pena um Eva Longoria, she did you know good enough mm-hmm. yeah really given no, with what anything. she was given she did good enough i guess they're not really in the yeah movie for actually she yeah she sells you like as like you know a good bomb and all that stuff so it was it's yeah it's it's good it's good enough i, I really have no complaints. i wouldn't say any of the main cast performances were all that bad I would say maybe some of the kids were a little wooden at times, but not, oh, to, not to the point where it was like distracting or, you know, detracting from the enjoyment I was having in the film. Um, but one thing I thought a lot of about watching this is it reminded me a lot of the Mummy movies. And when I say the Mummy movies, I mean the Brendan Fraser ones, not the new terrible one. Um, Brendan Fraser's a yes. goat. Yes, he needs to be in more movies. Um in the sen- it reminded me a lot in the sense of, you know, its tone and its atmosphere. You know, both 
are very lighthearted, um, a little bit, you know, whimsical, uh, very silly, but not silly yes. to the point where like it's annoying because well it goes it's like you're going back to like our fast and furious review like or, or hobbs and shaw like the movie does not take itself seriously at all and it really works in it's this one movie. of its I strengths feel like i keep saying that for every movie yeah it's it's a hundred percent one of yeah. its strengths and that's why like it goes well with everything that you're saying because it's just it's good man yeah so i think now would be a good time to go into our spoiler section because i want to talk about something <clears throat> Yeah. All right, um, so spoilers for Dora and the Lost City of Gold starting right now. Personally, I think Dora getting high was one of the f- was probably my favorite part of the movie. Yes. And no, that so, is for those of you who are listening, that is not an exaggeration. Dora. Yeah, no. Dora get Dora, Dora smokes a fat blunt. Okay, that's not exactly <laughs> true, but Dora literally I'm does get kidding. high. There's a scene where like yeah, she, Dora, she inhales like a lot of pollen from these plants that they touch. And, you know, obviously it has this effect on her brain where she sees <laughs> herself and Diego and her surroundings, obviously, turning into the cartoon versions of themselves. Like, yes, from it's the actually like one of the most genius. Cartoon. That might be one of the most genius scenes of that movie. Of that movie. So like, for a solid, like, three minutes, the movie just turns into, like, a cartoon, like the original, like, the backpack comes back um the map is there unfortunately i think only boots is missing um but like, yeah, there's a boots reason there's a reason scene. for that um I, I was not i was not if you would have asked me what do you think happens in this movie that, that like, i probably would have never Dora getting high that. is never gonna be on that list. like i probably would have never you would have given me a million years and i probably would have never gotten to that it was yeah, so unexpected, but amazing. I think it's one. It's amazing. It was. It's really clever. It's honestly really clever, the way they did it. And I think it was also clever. Now, I don't know if what they did while they were a cartoon, like translated into real life, but I thought it was a clever way of overcoming an obstacle that maybe the writers didn't really know like how to overcome, which is her and Diego jumping over, you know, that huge gap, like a huge like cliff. Yeah, and you know, like since they were cartoons, obviously all they had to do was hold hands and jump together, which, honestly, for this type of movie and for the type of scene that it was, it kind of works in a weird way. But yeah. again, I don't know cool if it's ever see, established um, that they even did that. You know, like in actual real life, like in the movie. Yeah, it was it was really cool to see like the cartoon versions of, of Dora, you know, kind of make an appearance in this movie. And it's actually really great. Um, another thing that I, I like about this movie was how meta it was, uh, and like breaking the fourth wall. Cause there's like a scene in the movie where she, uh, where Dora, um, what does she say? What does she say? I think she, she says something She's, and you know how in the she cartoon, breaks the fourth wall hard. She, okay. You know how in the cartoon she'll say something, and then she'll look at the audience and be like, can you say blank? Like, whatever. Um, She does that in the movie. Yeah. Like, she does it a few times at the beginning. And then her parents, you know, make... Like, she looks directly <laughs> into the camera, like, into the audience. Like, I felt like Dora was looking into my soul. And she asked me if I could say something. And I'm pretty sure, like, I mumbled it under my breath or something. It was like a spell. <laughs> I think... um. Yeah, I think like her parents in the movie say something like, "Oh, she'll grow out of it." I, I I'm pretty sure. I, I really don't remember. I don't even know if it. I don't. I don't know. I, I don't remember. But yeah, the movie's very like 
you know, meta in, in, in the way that it breaks the fourth wall. Similar to, like, Deadpool in a way. Like, you know, not not, not as often, but, you know, one or two yeah, times. Yeah, it's more like in the beginning, and then it kind of, like, stops. It's kind of like, hey, yeah, remember the, this from the cartoon? Yeah, exactly. So the movie actually, you know, it, it, it works in that way. It's it's really good. Um, Okay, hold on. Something that I feel like we need to talk about. And Danny Trejo is in this movie, if you didn't know. If you don't know who Danny Trejo is, Machete. Also, the grandpa from Spy Kids. It's the grandpa, right? Yes. Let's not forget Spy Kids. Yes. No, no. He was the uncle. Oh, yeah. The uncle, uncle, uncle. I'm your uncle. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Bro, Spy Kids is amazing. I don't care what anybody says. Those movies are amazing. I I think the second one is my favorite one. The second one's probably the best one. The third one, like, kind of sucks, but, like, it's, it's, like, cool at the same time. Steve Buscemi's in the second one. Yeah. Oh, yes, he is. He plays, like, the scientist guy. That's so cool. Um. Anyways, so Danny Trejo. Actually, hold on. Quick story. So I went to a uh, video game comic convention thingy in Miami um, a couple months ago. And I go to the bathroom. I go to pee. And as soon as I finish peeing, what do I do? I go to the sink to wash my hands. And as I'm washing my What's hands, the moral I, <laughs> I look to my I look to my left and I see Danny Trejo standing right next to no me. No way. As I'm washing my hands. Yes. I literally looked at him. I'm like, yo, <laughs> Danny. And he's like, he's like, what's up? I'm like, I fuck with you so heavy. And if you don't know what that means, I was just telling him, like, I love you. Wait, is this and like a true like, story? Hey. Or are you like kidding? Yes, this is very true. No, I'm 100%. I, I just, I, I, I didn't like meet him, but like, I, I was like, yo, I, I, I you know, I fuck with you. I, you're awesome. And he was like, I appreciate that, man. And then, um, <laughs> I saw him again later at the convention. Like, he walked right past me, and I was like, Daddy! And he was like, yo, like, with his hand up. So, you know, mad respect for Danny Trejo. If you're listening to this, like, I, that'll that'll be engraved in my memory for the rest of my oh, life. You guys are basically best friends. Yeah, honestly. If you like, think I, about I, it, you guys, I, are, I need you guys are basically, like, boys. I need to, like, tweet him, like, bro, like, what's up? Like, let's get some drinks or something. Let's catch up. <laughs> um, But anyways, Danny Trejo is in this movie, and he plays boots himself and okay this is the weirdest part about this movie can you say crazy bro yeah okay danny trejo plays boots boots the entire film (laughs) does not say a word he's a monkey that does not a mute monkey okay first of all monkeys don't speak let's let's if you don't know that then leave the podcast i don't even know how you're listening to us right now but monkeys do not speak but so obviously the entire movie you're thinking Boots is a regular monkey or whatever and does not speak one word. He's just very mute. He kind of like just makes noises, whatever. And um, there's like one scene where I think I, I forget the, the, the exact, uh, you know, what was happening. It's, it's the scene do- right after Boots frees them from the terrorists. Yes. yes Boots yes, frees yes. Dora from terrorists. Um but she gets like separated from the group and then like, she's kind of sad she's like oh i can't do this this is basically like the emotional climax of the film where, like she doesn't really know like what she's doing she thinks she's not really ready for you know this life of adventuring that her parents are doing and then boots you know passes on the wisdom yes so boots has like a couple of lines of of, of speaking lines <laughs> And just to hear Danny Trejo's voice come out of Boots's mouth might be one of the best cinematic experiences I'll ever have in my life. I think I think 
this is like a scene where like the whole audience, literally the whole audience gasped. We were, our th- the theater we saw it in was surprisingly like pretty full, and it was like a healthy mix of. Um, we saw it at like two p.m. Like two p.m. is not a common yeah, time to go see a movie. We saw it at like a with a nice mix of adults and children, um, and I think like this when Boots opens his mouth, and Danny Trejo's voice comes out. <laughs> I think like the audience reaction was like on par with like Thor coming back from Wakanda, like coming back to no, Wakanda. You know what it, and, and you know what it really reminds me of? Avengers Assemble. <clears throat> okay, hold on. You know what it actually reminded me of was <laughs> okay. It, it, it's similar, but it's it's not the same. But remember when that peak that Pokemon movie came out? And oh, they, yes. for those of you that don't know, there was a scene in a Pokemon movie, not like the, the first, uh, not movie. Detective it's Pikachu. The first Pokemon movie. Yeah, it was like a I think it was the remake of the first movie, like of the cartoon. It's a it's a cartoon movie. Um, they released it in theaters, and there's a scene where where Ash is like Pikachu, like you know I need you, and then Pikachu just starts talking like Ash, like I've always been here for you. So there's a meme that just that that went that blew up all over Twitter and Instagram and, and all the social media, and um, it's pretty much like everyone's and like this guy recorded his like theater's reaction to that scene, and everyone's just like, "What the <laughs> fuck?" So it I was a very video you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, it's a very similar um, scene to that. But the thing is, like, people weren't like, okay, when people saw Pokemon, they were mad. Like, why is Pikachu talking? But in this movie, everyone's like, wait, what? Danny Trejo. Swiper already <laughs> talks in the movie. Yeah, and and Boots doesn't. So you're just kind of like, okay, well, you know, he doesn't talk. Like, whatever. But I think like my favorite thing about you know Swiper and Boots talking is that they talk, but it's never established like who hears them how they talk um like it's just it's just they kind of talk and then that's it like dora obviously hears boots talking but it's not established if like you know it's her hearing that in her head or if it's like boots like literally speaking like the human tongue and honestly like i kind of yeah. like that like it, like it, it's that it's a kind of movie where that's kind of stuff just works because if it was a movie that was too busy trying to explain itself and trying to be super serious then obviously something like that you know needs to be explained like okay how are these animals speaking to humans like why don't they just do this more <laughs> but you know the fact that it's a kids movie and the fact that you know it, it kind of just like goes along with all the jokes um you know it kind of makes it okay 100% um you know in the movie another- now that we're on the subject of talking animals yeah I didn't expect a movie with a talking fox and a talking monkey to be less ridiculous than Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. You're not, you're, it's, you're not wrong at all. Like, I buy Swiper, you know, stealing my phone that's on my desk right now and him running away speaking to me. And I'd be like, you know what? Okay, fine. But if I saw Dwayne The Rock Johnson outside my house right now, holding a helicopter like with one arm and holding onto a moving truck with the other one i'd be like man that's bullshit that's some bull yeah 100 percent um i kind of want to get into too is like um because this movie like for those of you that don't know like it has a pretty big cast like you have evil longoria michael pena uh eugenio derbez who i like who i wanted to say um uh for those of you that don't know he's one of the one of the most common or, or most popular 
actors in uh mexico and he plays like a like a very uh like innocent like role in the first half of the movie um he's like uh he's like a scientist from peru that's trying to find out where dora's parents were like looking for treasure blah 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 whatever and in the second half of the movie you come to find out that he's actually like the main bad guy surprise surprise but this guy like okay like he doesn't do like a lot of great movies but like he's i just find him so funny star. like i've seen he's him a in a star in mexico yeah yeah exactly like he's just oh my god like i love him so that's why i was like bro like i, I love that he actually had a big role in this movie um diego quick okay first of all quick shout out to jeff Walbert, oh, yeah yeah who plays diego because apparently he's from pembroke pines here in south florida so quick shout out to you man let's go yeah, like honestly, like Jeffrey, like Jeff Wahlberg, like one of the best young actors of our time, bro. Yeah, and from Pines, remember us when you make it big. Well, I mean, technically, exactly, I guess you kind of already made it big. But yeah. just remember, I mean, us. he is a Wahlberg. Yeah, that's also very true. He he's he's related to Marky Mark and Donnie. Yeah, that's also very true. Um, there's a scene that you wanted to bring up a little earlier, and I think we should talk about it now, because we have oh, very, the Michael Pena yeah. one. So basically, okay. um, the crux of the film, like what kind of sets this bigger plot in motion, is that um, Dora's parents are going on a you know expedition to find this you know lost city of gold, which is not El Dorado. Forget what it's called in the movie, Parapata, I think it's called. Yeah, Parapata. Yeah, Parapata. So they go on to f- to look for this you know ancient Incan city called Parapata, and they cannot take Dora behind for whatever reason. I think she's like too young or something. So they send Dora to L.A. to be with Diego and to kind of, you know, assimilate with the, you know, the younger kids of her crowd because Dora, you know, lives in the jungle and her only friends are like boots and animals. So, you know, she wants to, her parents want her to go and get some of that city life and, you know, maybe like learn from it a little bit. Basically, Dora, you know, is getting ready for that sort of lifestyle. And Michael Pena, her father, and Eva Longoria, her mother, you know, decide to sit with her and teach her about the dangers of raves for some reason. Raves in particular. Yeah, I, I, raves. I don't know why that was like the first thing that like pops in like the writers of the movies like ahead. Like, we got to make sure they know about raves. <laughs> but yeah, they started giving her a life lesson about raves. Like, yes, like raves as in like dancing and and you know, obviously drugs and and, and music. Yeah, but they don't like and... even like say drugs. I can. Uh... No, they don't. Like, they like try to like try to like skirt around it, tiptoe around it. Yeah, but um, yeah, that, that, that whole thing was just so random. So basically, like Michael Pena does like an <laughs> an acapella version of like an EDM song. It's like kind of weird. It's like kind of yeah, like beatboxing, he much, like beatboxing and stuff. I'll, I'll give a five second example. He pretty much goes. He does that for like forty five seconds. We are. I would honestly say that it's probably more than forty five seconds. I'd say it was like a solid minute, and it was it was honestly probably even longer than a minute. It was funny the first like fifteen seconds. In the first twenty seconds, it was like, okay, it's still a little funny, and then thirty seconds in, and I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, he's still going. And okay, then like forty five seconds in, I was like, okay, can you stop? And then a minute in, like, he was like, the beat dropped, and I was like, okay, now he's done. 
and then a minute and 15 seconds in, and he's still going. I'm like, okay, can you just shut up? I want to just continue the movie. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But listen, listen, listen. I agree with you. Like, it, that scene dragged on so long, but, like... It was, like, half the movie. I just... It was so ridiculous. That's why I loved it. Like, it um, it was... It's funny, but it's half the movie. It was, it was like, half the movie, bro. <laughs> it was so long. It was so, so long. Yeah, and that scene is so long. <laughs> like, bro, I'm not even kidding. Like, I literally... I think, like, halfway through that scene, like, I went on my phone, like, you know, refreshed Twitter. Like, I got caught up on all the, the world news for a couple minutes <laughs> just as that scene was happening. <laughs> it's so long. I could have... It's I so good, watched. Though. I could have probably sat down in Dora, started that scene, like when it gets to that scene, gone to go watch Scary Stories, finish that movie, come back, and the B, like he would have just done the B drop. And then I'm just like, oh, okay. oh my God, that's amazing. Oh, God. I mean, anyways, um, what else do we have to talk about? I mean, there's really not much here. I mean, um, I don't really have anything else to say about Dora. I'm surprised we've honestly even been talking about it this long. Yeah. Is there, there was no post credit scenes, right? No. I was like, I was like hoping we'd get like some, you know, like who who walks out into the post credit scene, like Tommy from Rugrats or something. <laughs> Can it's you imagine? It's part of the uh, children's cartoon cinematic universe. Can you imagine though, if Tommy from Rugrats walked out at the end of the movie and he's like, "Dora, there's an attack coming," and that's it. It just fucking ends. And it's like, like it's like it, a swiper it, it, like steals the Infinity Gauntlet from Thanos's hand. Like you know, at the end of Endgame, where like. Um, obviously, like, Thanos is gonna snap, but, like, Tony Stark, spoilers, uh, takes yes, the yes, gems, yes, 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 yes. but, like, Swiper, it's, like, Swiper <laughs> who steals the gems, and, like, he has, like, the gems and the Star Gauntlet, and now Dora has to find the Star Gauntlet. That'd can you say crossover? Like, that could be, that could be the best movie okay, ever. Can you say crossover? No, I can't. Okay, just play with me. No. Play with me. Crossover. You're welcome. I mean, I don't um, have anything else to say about Dora besides the fact <clears throat> that it was a better Tomb Raider than Tomb Raider. <laughs> and I mean, um, and I mean okay. that genuinely. I genuinely mean that. Um. Okay. Well, I will say that it's a very um. The movie's very good at being an adventure movie, and when I be my adventure movie, um, it's very similar to like something like Indiana Jones per se. Mm-hmm. Um. Actually. This movie's very identical to what's Indiana Jones the, the third one. Which one was that Which one? What are you thinking of? The Last Crusade, uh, Raiders what? of the Lost Ark, or um. What was the third one? The Last Crusade, the one where they go to find the Holy Grail. Does, doesn't that like doesn't the this movie like plot? Yeah, doesn't it kind of remove like remind you of that movie? I mean, honestly, besides the Mummy, for some reason I thought a lot about Uncharted. Uncharted the video game. Yes. Yeah, I, I I can see that too. Um, but yeah, so like like when it comes to like you know adventure style movie like an Indiana Jones, um, Dora the Explorer is very similar in that way, and uh, obviously you're not gonna get like as, you know, creative of a adventure story if you're a adult, but the movie like for children and children that are fans of adventures and and all that good stuff this is a perfect perfect movie There's for them honestly even like some pretty adultish jokes sprinkled throughout the movie yeah, like definitely, definitely like adult. Definitely a, a lot couple of, adult there's definitely jokes a lot here. of things that, you know, an adult could go and watch this film and like take something out of it. 
Exactly. I hundred percent agree with that. Um, so yeah, I mean, with that being said, I think we're done. There's really not much to go off of anymore. Um, yeah, I so think. Uh, all in all, I mean, the Steve and I like we we enjoyed this movie. It's it's really good. It's really good. <laughs> um, yes, absolutely. What what are we going to be talking about next? What even comes out next? Well, are you going to do a review for Scary Stories? Um, with Peter. I don't know. I know Peter's been very busy. Um, personally, I really, really, really. Oh, we could watch Good Boys. Good Boys, okay. I know. I am going to be. I'm gonna really try to watch Blinded by the Light, um, which is the new film that's coming out that revolves around the music of Bruce Springsteen. Um, I am yeah. really gonna try to watch that film because. Genuinely, it looks really good. Um, so I'm going to try to hey, watch... Blinded by the Night is one of the best songs ever. That what? Blinded by the Night. And... Um, or by the Light, oh, I mean. Yeah. By the Light is one of the best and songs Born ever. Born to Run is amazing. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to try my hardest to watch that movie. And if I can, because it's it's not really playing in a lot of theaters by here for some reason. Um, I am going to try to talk, speak about it in next week's podcast. But besides that, I will be watching Good well, Boys. I kind of okay, so I was real, real quick. Well, we're gonna end it in a second, but I was uh, asked, like I was literally asked by someone that listens to our podcast to watch the uh, the new Melissa McCar- McCarthy movie. Um, was it the Kitchen? Yeah, the Kitchen. So that movie's uh, okay. First of all, I'm not a Melissa McCarthy fan at all. I, I actually like don't find her funny at all. But the Kitchen is a more serious role. Um, it's a very serious movie, apparently. The movie has like a twenty something percent Rotten Tomatoes, um, so I I I really don't want to go watch it, but I'm very I'm honestly like really considering watching it just so like we can do a quick review on it. That's fine. So I don't know if Steven's down. That's fine. Uh, yeah. We are AMC A listers. Yeah, yeah. I watch we... whatever, bro. I watch whatever. I'm like VIP. So in we there. might. Yeah, so I I would say like you know scary stories and or the kitchen reviews are probably okay, coming no, no, up no, no, very no. soon. Scratch all scary stories. Jesus, this is such a We're mess. Doing that this at is all? such a mess. Okay, so. <laughs> well, don't you want to do? I, I thought you wanted to deal with Peter, um, bro. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I'll, if anything, I'll, I'll, we will talk about that on Twitter. I'll release any further news about any scary stories, you know, podcast or review on Twitter um, in the days to come. But next week on our podcast, we will be talking about The Kitchen, Good Boys, and maybe Blinded by, Blinded by the Light, if I can find a way to see that. Yeah, we'll we'll figure out a way to either either we separate the episodes or we put them together. We'll figure it out. Um, It'll most likely be together, honestly. Yeah, because we don't have to do like in depth reviews on these three movies. Um, but yeah. So with that being said, this is the Backlot Review, an official part of the Backlot Podcast Network. Thank you for Wait, listening. Why are you doing and the closing? Because I can do whatever the hell I want. Thank you for listening, and you guys have a great rest of your day.